On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our matchup against the Vikings at Lambeau Field. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Uh, what's, we up, what's up, what's up? Hey, when we are, are we going to get on iTunes? Oof. Hey, that that is a tough subject. That is a very tough subject. Dan. I'm pretty sure the approver at iTunes also runs a Packer podcast, so he's just letting us sit for a month. <laughs> or a Bears podcast, or a Vikings podcast, or they just really think we suck. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, it couldn't be that. <laughs> uh, so we are through week one. The dust has settled. We've watched plenty of football. It is back in our veins. Is there any kind of takeaways or surprises you guys have from the first week looking at the NFL as a whole? Yeah, I would say just the pure offensive output. Well, I forget the exact number that uh, the Ravens put up, but in the 50s, right, the, the Chiefs yeah, are going to the Chiefs are going to put up a million points. The Patriots, if and when they get all their receivers going, uh, are going to be almost unstoppable, maybe unstoppable. Uh, and as a hardcore fantasy football player, I don't know how you're going to keep up with which receiver across the league is going to get four touchdowns that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a whole new day in the NFL. And I think we saw it coming over the last few years, but it's crazy. Yeah, my, my biggest takeaway from uh, the week and was uh, I'm, I'm going to give Nashville some love here. Uh, the Tennessee Aww. Titans. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I am starting not, already. No I'm one not, cares. I'm not surprised. <laughs> hey, 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 national media. Uh, no, but I'm not surprised about their defense holding the Browns to 13 points. But I am very wait, who, surprised. Wait, who did they play again? The Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay. Super Bowl sure. champion. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wait, wait, wait. yes. Yeah, but not surprised about their defense. But their offense put up 43 points. Mm. Uh, and that is not a high-powered offense. But the rookie wide receiver showed up, uh, A.J. Brown. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see what Tennessee's got this year. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, very few running backs kind of own the day. We're going to see one of them this week with Dalvin Cook, but the fact that Lamar Jackson had five touchdown throws Mm -hmm. is just, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's, it's scary that we currently have the 27th best offense in the NFL. It's one week and it will get better, but people were, people were chucking the ball a whole lot, uh, except for us. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so we, we played the bears they'll get better they'll get better yes yes so here we go sunday 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 vikings packers lambo field uh i've never been really one to get on board with calling them the vikings <laughs> but our last 12 meetings have been like kissing our sister Ooh. five wins for the vikings five wins for the packers and two two ties uh and since 1974 (laughs) when the nfl brought in the overtime rules packers and vikings are the only duo in the nfl that have multiple ties against each other wow Uh, so there's a little tidbit not a sexy tidbit but a tidbit nonetheless vikings coming off a win at home against the atlanta falcons 28 to 12 those two falcons scores a missed extra point and a failed two-point conversion 
Both of those scores were under nine minutes left in the game. Minnesota's defense was strong, forcing two interceptions, both by Harris, one fumble, while the offense got going behind two scores and 120 combined yards out of Dalvin Cook. Crazy stat of the game, though, Cousins only dropped back 11 times, Hmm. going eight for 10. So with that said, unlike last week, Packers are going to see a heavy dose of the running game, and are we ready for it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll jump right in i I got a few notes first of all that the vikings falcons game should have been a lot closer than what the final score reads i know the vikings i think they had a 28 nothing lead at one point i know for sure they're up 21 nothing um but if you look at the stats the falcons had nine more first downs they had almost 100 more total yards um and those two picks that you called out from anthony harris their safety that uh starts opposite of harrison smith who's arguably the number one safety in the league. Um, Anthony Harris's two picks should never have been thrown by Matt Ryan. I don't know if you guys have watched them back, but yeah. I don't know what Matt Ryan was thinking, including one in the end zone. So that should have been a Falcon score. Uh, you know, the game should have been a lot closer. Rodgers is not going to throw those two picks that Matt Ryan made. Not um, one. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also 11 Viking penalties. So mm-hmm. if you take all of the issues they had, three of them were offsides. They were jumping the, the snap counts. So Rodgers' hard count could could be a factor this week. But if you take all those stats, this game should have been pretty close. The problem is the Falcons turned the ball over three times with the two picks and the fumble that you highlighted where the Vikings didn't turn the ball over. Um, so it, I think the Packers are, are in a great position with this, including it being their home opener. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with that. And the, the thing that I would like to point out about the the Falcons-Atlantic or the Falcons-Vikings game uh, was the Vikings consistently ran the sweep. Uh, and that's really all they did all game. And Atlanta never figured it out and never could stop mm-hmm. it. And yeah. that's where we are strong. We set the edge stronger than most teams. And I am not afraid of them keeping Dalvin Cook and uh, the rookie. Uh, his name's blanking me. Uh, but I'm not afraid that we're going to keep him inside. Yeah, and the difference between sweep and just off-tackle power runs, we don't have to dive into, but I saw a lot of off-tackle as well. And I really think what they're just trying to do is avoid the middle of their offensive line because it is terrible. And, Ryan, I hate to say it because their rookie center is from NC State. Oh, yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) He threw – I mean, just just watch Kenny Clark on Garrett – is it Bradbury, their center? Yeah. It's going to be just a nightmare for for the rookie. He threw a lot of – He did not quite make the jump yet. He did not quite make the jump. He threw a lot of what in the industry is called a lookout block. And for those that don't know, that's when you turn around and just yell at your quarterback, look out. (laughs) He was was literally turned around multiple times when the play was still going on. It was it was hard to watch. And I think Kenny Clark's going to have a field day tearing him up. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to I'm going to call this as the lock of the game because I am so confident that Mr. Kirk Cousins is going to fumble this game. We are going to recover, and we are going to get points off of it. Put it down. There is no question about it. The Packers control Trubisky, and he is much more mobile than uh, yeah. Cousins is. Cousins yep. scrambled six times for a total of four yards. He fumbled twice in that game. Luckily for the Vikings, they recovered both. But here's here's this little stat for you. Including Sunday's game, and then the last three seasons combined – Mr. Cousins has the second highest amount of fumbles in the entire league. Wow. And wow. he only trails by one fumble to anybody like to guess? Uh, someone with small hands. 
Ooh. <laughs> I should have looked up hand size. <laughs> Mr. Jameis Winston only oh. is the only person in the entire NFL over the last three seasons in one game that has more fumbles than Mr. Cousins. So I'm calling it right now. I can't wait to blow oh. up everyone's Twitter. We are going to recover a con- co- Cousins fumble. That's a great and call. We're gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get going on defense because yep, I'm in on it too. We're so, horrible at fumbles. This will be our this will be the striking of the match. So this hand size theory is a known thing around the NFL inner circles, and I'm obviously a part of the inner circle. So let's <laughs> let's just put it out there. Jameis Winston hand size nine and three eighths inch three eighths inches. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is nine and seven eighths inches. And this has been written in uh, even a book about you know the making of a modern quarterback. They say any hand size under 10 inches is a concern for NFL scouts. And it's things like fumbling. It's gripping the ball in bad weather. Uh, so that could very well be why these two guys are fumbling all the time. If you want to put that into comparison, Russell Wilson, who's four inches shorter than Kirk Cousins, has 10 and a quarter inch hands. Brett Favre has 10 and three quarters hands. So these guys could control the football to a much higher degree than these other guys. I like Kirk Cousins for a fumble, but I also want to put him down for a pick. And I want to see, I want to see one of these young guys in the secondary get it. Yeah, and especially, again, we talked about it last week. Trubisky should have turned over the ball more than he did. We dropped the passes. We don't drop them, and we I, I think we're going to eat this this backfield alive. I think we're going to bring it the heat. We are going to win the turnover battle in a huge way, giving an extra crutch to the offense, which is exactly where we're turning. Now, Vikings defense is good. I don't, I don't think we'll deny that. Not as good at the Bears. But who on the Packers offense needs to shine this game? Yeah, and and to go off of that turnover that you guys were saying about the, the defense, that's the number one thing our offense needs to do is win the turnover battle. Like, just don't turn over the ball, and we'll win the game. Like, because the defense will take care of itself, and we will at least put up some points. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to who needs to step up for this game, <clears throat> uh, the, the guard position and tight end position are two that I'm going to highlight here, and especially mm-hmm. the guard position with Lane Taylor and Billy Turner. Lane Taylor was non-existent in the last game. I, he was doing the lookout uh, block quite a bit. Um, and in the running game, too. Like, when he's supposed to be running forward, he's looking backward. And I, he had the worst grading on the offensive line, according to PF, PFF.com. Um, and I'm really thinking that uh, Jenkins is, uh, is soon to be the starter at that yeah. position. Josh, what week do you have Jenkins starting over Lane Taylor? I like that they started Taylor in week one going into Soldier Field. I agree Jenkins is the long-term solution there. What week do you think that overlap happens? I think it's week three. I, th- I don't think Whoa. Taylor I don't think Taylor will be ready again, and I think Jenkins will be in week three. Yeah, I think it helps Jenkins, especially with how many home games they have to start. I think that the leash gets a little bit shorter for Taylor because of that. I guess you do want him to have his first start in Lambo. It's going to be a lot easier on the snap counts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then getting into the tight ends, the reason I point out the tight end group is because after watching the film of the Atlanta Vikings game, I noticed that the middle of the field was open and open quite a bit. Um, The linebackers play very close to the line of scrimmage and bite on the run consistently. Um, So the tight ends coming over the middle, uh, just short, quick routes. um, And then Jimmy Graham, maybe some seam routes down the middle. Uh, But I think it's going to be on our tight ends to come up and come up big again. 100%. 100%. I, I totally agree with that. Xavier Rhodes uh, has always had just a heck of a battles to watch with Devontae Adams. And if you go back for the last four games, Devontae Adams has a touchdown in each game. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, these are heck of matchups between two guys that are at the top of their position. 
Um, so the second receiver, too, I'm blanking on their second corner, but MVS against, da, 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 oh, Trey Wayne's Kenosha product. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup, too, for MVS. Uh, I think our top two guys are neutralized. And like we've discussed, uh, Geronimo was pretty quiet in the last game. He should have some success against the nickel corner this week. But those tight ends really need to perform. I was listening to a podcast with the Vikings uh, beat writer. I'm not sure which uh, source he was from, but uh, one of the guys that's been covering the Vikings for years. And he said the way to beat them is isolate linebackers in one-on-one coverage. So that just yep. screams yep. Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, even Robert Geronimo. Do we get a Geronimo sighting? Oh, just, he needs to have a day for sure. Have you guys looked at up. the you guys looked at the injury report for the Vikings? They're not three, as long as the Packers, but yeah, it's yeah. not as long. But their three, four, and five corners are yeah. all hurt already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Xavier Rhodes left the game twice with nicked up injuries he's gonna play but three four and five are all questionable or out so it's a day for geronimo to show up yeah i think Rhodes and adams is gonna be an awesome matchup because the thing is you mentioned with the touchdowns but adams in terms of total yards not spectacular for having a guy that scores all the time against the vikings it floats around 45 yards every single time which is is pretty amazing yeah he he wins those matchups in the in the end zone the the red zone matchups Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty promising, too. Rodgers was quoted saying the Bears' pressure uh, disrupted some things that they actually wanted to show from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still uh, maybe not necessarily tricks, but there's still some things left in the bag that the Vikings haven't seen yet. At least that's my hope. Yeah, and I, I also want to see the Packers attack that screen game again. Uh, Atlanta did it quite a bit, um, and it was open. Uh, they, they attacked the quarterback quite a bit, so I, I'd love to see that. So let's do some predictions, boys. Yep. What are we thinking score? What are we thinking is going to happen? And then give me your MVP of the game. So I still got this one being lower scoring. With with all that said, I think the Packers defense shows out. I think the fans at the end, uh, you know, the fans on Sunday night are still going to be left worrying a little bit about the offense. And it's just the Vikings defense still being pretty good. Like Josh said, not as good as the Bears, but pretty good. And I think we're going to continue to ride that defensive excitement, though. So Vegas has the over under somewhere around 45, 44 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I think it goes way under that. But I think the Packers, I'll, I'll put this in air quotes, easily cover. I think it's going to be something like 21 to 10. I, I think we can shut down the Vikings offense and we get 21. Maybe it's a couple offensive touchdowns with one defensive thrown in there. Ooh. So who do you have as your MVP? So I'd love to see it come from the offense, but the the matchup I'm most excited for is Kenny Clark. I think he can just mm-hmm. destroy that interior D-line. I wouldn't be shocked if he had two sacks even. Uh, I'm going Kenny Clark for my MVP. And he plays very well against the Vikings as well. So it, this is this is his bread and butter against them. Mm-hmm. What about you, All Jeff? right. All right. For me, I got, I got the Packers scoring 26, and I have them winning 26-13. I think the offense is going to attack the secondary early and often. Um, and hopefully they succeed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got the Packers win 26-13. And my MVP was Kenny Clark because oh. for the same reason, I saw what you saw on the tape, and I'm sort of mad at you. But I will <laughs> switch it. I will switch it, and I will say Blake Martinez because he's well, the yeah. guy that causes a fumble. Or, no, well, he's the guy that picks up the fumble and scores yep. a touchdown. Well, you know, if they double Kenny Clark, that, that was going to be something I wanted to bring up. If they double Kenny Clark in order to help out Garrett Bradbury, the center, then Blake Martinez should have a field day. So uh, one of those yeah, two should have a great day. I, I, I think even if they double Kenny Clark, he's still getting through. I mean, that the center is that bad. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. What about you, Ryan? Are we are we all homers this week and going with a, a huge cover? 
Yeah, I think it's probably going to be a little closer. I had 23-17, where offense is clicking, but they can't quite get it into the end zone as much as we'd hope. So um, Mason Crosby is going to be be a little busy. I, I, I thought about picking Adams because Rhodes isn't quite healthy. I think he does pull off five for five against the Vikings. I just think Zadarius Smith off the edge is just going to be a beast, not only controlling the running game, but then just coming after Cousins and being the one that forces the fumble. So I think we all might be in line of Martinez picking up the fumble from Smith with Kenny Clark being there to help scoop it up as well. Uh, I, I just think once again, at least till we get this offense rolling and against a good defense of the Vikings, I think our D just needs to be seller once again. So we'll see. But that will do it for this episode. We'll see how Sunday goes. Come on, 2-0 record. Let's go, boys. We got uh, this. We got it. this. We do. If we so, get to 2-0, uh, the, I want to do a redo on the season-long predictions. Because <laughs> all of a sudden that schedule looks a lot different, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and I predict – Gary gets about seven snaps. That's it. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say over. I was gonna say over under ten. I'm really looking for a nice twelve to fifteen. He's gonna be up there. He'll be up there. Dirty dozen. Dirty dozen. So that'll do it. Thanks everybody. Go back up. Go.